Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. This is the Beefer. And they brought a couple beefers with them. That and not a whole bunch more at all on tonight's Band from Ringside podcast. Huh. I don't know. Huh. Thought I fat fingered it. But the I first time you did. The first time you I did. Didn't. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Kate Abraham Lincoln. And sitting directly <laughs> across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Oh, you know how we do. Shit, another day, another dollar, man. We're ready to pass out some favors, man. I'm so excited, man. It's this the one, best show of the this year. This is one of my favorite fucking shows ever. Uh, just going back and trying to figure out when we did it. I had to go back on Blog Talk Radio, so if you wanted to go back and check some old shit out, blogtalkradio.com. And on that lovely note, I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 291, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels, it's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Be for time, baby. Let's do this shit. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beer? BFR West is in the house. Feeling pretty beefy. Uh, <laughs> ready to start some beef. Uh, I've been on Twitter for like three weeks. I feel like I'm just ready to start so much beef. <laughs> I saw you get back on there and like a couple. Like a couple though. He's he's, ready. he's got the grill I just, ready. I just like the one from the one guy who said not only voted for me but commented that I was the most hated podcaster. And uh, unbelievable. I appreciate. I appreciate the level of commitment that that took. And so I, I also thought it was very funny. I mean, truly unbelievable. I texted you guys away from work. I said, this is the kind of energy that we want from our listeners. I was like, man, the only reason you even say that shit because he ain't got your name attached to it. Oh, my God. That killed him. That absolutely killed him. Everybody so, said two emoji beer. I'm like, damn. So, <laughs> we started the Beefers, which are our annual... Uh, wrestling Awards. We are going for the calendar year of 2022, uh, not the wrestling fiscal year, which, you know, generally is from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. We do the calendar year, which seems, it just seems counterintuitive to me just because it really fucking puts Wrestle Kingdom, which is often one of the best shows of the year, if not the best show of the year, it puts it way in your rearview mirror. And the only thing that we're thinking about is this year's Wrestle Kingdom, but neither here nor there. This is our sixth annual Beefers. That means uh, we started the podcast in May 2017, so you got 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. We have done six Beefer Awards, and this is the sixth. So what a ride it's been, boys. I can't believe we've been doing the podcast this goddamn long to be able to do six <laughs> Beefers, but uh, I hope that we do 60. Now, I was about to say, the good part about it is wrestling always gives us something to talk about, good, bad, or indifferent. So in this scenario, I'm glad we're getting ready to pass out some shit, uh, but obviously we're going to do a quick pause first. Quick pause I, uh, first. I, I do want to say I hope that we do... 69 of them just so I can say nice <laughs> and then die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. I just I almost died right there. Uh, He's heating up. Oh, my God. See, I don't know what's doing that. That is not the – uh, It you, seems like every button I hit, 
this is bad. Okay, that's really see, strange. See. The NBA Jam goes along with it. Right. So if you hear it uh, throughout the show, you're going to hear a lot of drops throughout the show. Seems if, like it. If NBA Jam goes along with it, uh, that's not my fat fingers. That is probably the cold, or maybe 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 the maybe the roadcaster is getting old or something. But <gasps> before we get into uh, don't the fun it. that is the Beavers. It's no, there's no easy way to do this tone shift here. Uh, we had we, this would have been a perfect week to do the Beavers because it was a slow week in ring. It was mm-hmm. a slow week out of ring, except for one extremely tragic event, and that was uh, Jay Briscoe passed away in a car accident on Tuesday night at the age of 38. Uh, it seemed like it was a head-on collision. It happened at 5:30 at night. He was taking his two daughters who are 12 and 9 years old to one of them to cheer practice or something like that. One of them uh, is still in very critical condition. I don't think that she has the use of her legs right now, which is terrible, obviously. And the other one is not as in bad a shape. But our hearts certainly go out to them, first and foremost. Uh, that is, I mean, it, it it's unbelievable that to really, like, you know, when we were texting about it Tuesday night, Zach even said they just had the best year of their careers, which is a fucking insane thing to say about Jay Briscoe because Jay Briscoe is really kind of the face of Ring of Honor. He has been at Ring of Honor since he was 18 years old. He's 38 now. He was the inductee. He was in the original class of inductees into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. He has never been in WWE. There are probably reasons for that, um, but I'm not going to... I, you know, even as a journalist like I am, I don't I don't feel the need like other people have to uh, take a guy for his worst moment, uh, which he said some very unfortunate things back in, I think it was like 2011 or 2012 or something like that. Uh, and it's like first and foremost in their obituary. That's not the way that we're going to be here at Bad from Brickside. Uh, we're not going to judge him by his worst moment. We're going to judge him by his best moments. And, then, and I'll tell you what, his name, even if he hadn't passed away, a couple nights ago, his name would have came up many times on tonight's program because, like Zach, like I said, Zach said, they just had a career year. The Briscoe brothers, he and his brother Mark Briscoe, uh, Irish twins, basically, they look a lot alike, and they are, they were, I should say, one of a kind. Uh, Jason, your thoughts on the passing of Jay Briscoe? Um, shocking to say the least. Um, not even the the tag team portion of it, but he was a, a Ring of Honor champion. He beat Jay Twice. Lethal. Um, that really, that was the first time I really even, you know, even took note of, you know, who the Briscoe brothers were. You know, Jay Lethal at that time had both uh, the Ring of Honor and the uh, the TV champion, so he's double champion at the time. He's having he's having an amazing run, and all of a sudden this guy comes up named Jay Briscoe. And takes the uh, the ring of t- uh, ring of world title away from him. So I mean, at that point, you know, he definitely caught my attention. From there, um, it's a damn shame. Where, and I'll just say this, and Zach can take it from here. It's a damn shame where you have a situation like this, and the Briscoe brothers, like you said, and we'll we'll obviously we'll be bringing them up more. They've had a career year here, arguably one of their best years, and. There was so much more on the table, and you, you we'll never get to see it. So, it just I guess this is just 
for me thinking about things in life, you know, you got to strike when the iron's hot. And we, we joke about it here on Band from Ringside about, you know, oh, you know, they waited, they waited. And I'm not saying that, they, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Briscoe's career. There's nothing left that Jay Briscoe could have done. He did it all in Ring of Honor, obviously, in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. But for me, when I found that out and I heard it, that was the first one of the first things I thought about was, you know, just taking advantage of opportunities when they're there. And I'm glad that they got the chance to have this trilogy with FTR because you, honestly you, you didn't know if it was going to happen and once it happened the first one I was just like oh you know it was like a, a load off of my mind and then as we got two and three it was just like you know cherries on top of the cake but ultimately I guess that's where I'm going with it you know rest in peace Jay Briscoe it's a damn shame and I just wish there was you know something more that it could have been done for him but you know, it is what it is. R.I.P. J. Briscoe. Yeah, man. Um, this just sucks. Um, it just uh, really hits hard. You know, I'm reading this Reddit thread, which is like the blurriest Reddit thread I've experienced in a long time. It's just all of these wrestlers and other media people expressing their condolences and like sharing memories about the dude. And, uh, one of the users tweeted a video of him and his like daughter who was in the, one of his daughters who was in the car with him and he's doing like this cheer routine with her and being silly and he's got his hair tied up in a bow um, you know just like she does and he's like helping her practice the routine uh, was from a couple of years back apparently like in the middle of the pandemic and uh, yeah just like totally heartbreaking they're from like a small town out there and he like coached football and um, I think his wife worked at the school also and just like obviously really involved in his kids' lives and their families just like taking a, a big hit. So, um, yeah, outside of all that, I mean, I think a lot of people had just been introduced to the Briscoes, which is crazy because they've been around for 20 years, but that feud with FTR really elevated them to the next level because they haven't been in, you know, big leagues as far as like WWE haven't seen a lot of major television. Uh, so I think surprisingly, a lot of people are kind of just being introduced to them and there's a wealth of shit out there. They wrestled all the best current stars, you know, that all those guys that came through ring of honor, you know, they're, they're in WWE, they're in AEW. And, um, yeah. So anxious to see what, uh, they shot a one hour video, or a one-hour show special uh, because Warner Media wouldn't let him do it on Dynamite. Apparently, as far as uh, a tribute show on Dynamite, because that's another reason why they weren't allowed AEW and they weren't, you know, WWE didn't want anything to do with them, even though they were so talented. And um, yeah, anxious to, to see that show because you know we had that. Brody Lee show, which is one of the best television wrestling shows I've ever seen, and I expect something, you know, good, not just from that show, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of uh, Jay Briscoe tag team tournament yeah. each year yeah. or something. You stole my thunder. That was the one thing I, I was, forgot to say and I was going to say. I wouldn't be surprised if they had something like that moving forward. Uh, be better, better in the world tag league. Well, you know, we don't have to Shit, we don't have to on, we don't have to belabor uh the sadness too much. He was 
legitimately great. And I, you know, in a in a in a industry full of uh, you know lovable freaks <laughs> and uh, people that. Uh, you know, might not fit the mold of somebody who's usually on TV. They were oddly even less telegenic than a lot of other uh, wrestlers. And I say that with absolute love. Uh, to find out that he was such a family man is uh, is a real testament to how well they played their backwoodsy characters. Because you can go down... And I, I did a few years ago because uh, my friend Bert, who uh, used to listen to the podcast, I don't know if he does anymore, but he used to post Briscoe Brothers promos, YouTube promos on Facebook all the time. And there's one where they cut a promo in their shed, and I believe they're cutting it on, uh, what was it, Kings of Wrestling? Was that, was that um, Chris Hero and Claudio? Sounds right, yeah. I was about to say, where's High Five Tom when you need him? I, I, that might be completely wrong in High Five Tom. Yeah, he'll, 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 yeah, he'll say something. Feel free to correct me, but they cut this promo in their shed about getting their lawn equipment stolen, and I swear to God, it's one of the coolest, <laughs> funniest fucking promos you'll ever see, and they equate their lawn equipment getting stolen to this upcoming match with, I, I think it's the Kings of Wrestling. Anyway. Very unique guys, uh, very intimidating. I would have been intimidated by them had I ever met them. In oh, yeah, Jay Briscoe looked like that dude. Well, his brother looks even crazier. And, <laughs> you know, and it kind of seems like Mark Briscoe's kind of been forgotten about that in, in all of this. And, of, True cor- story. of course, his kids and his wife, of course. But his brother, who we spent all those years with, touring up and down and fighting all those matches with his brother, Mark Briscoe, I can only imagine uh, what he's going through right now. So... I think it was his birthday, or it was the day yesterday. Birthday, I think too. it was uh, was Mark Briscoe's birthday. It was just just you know now that it's the double whammy. All that I mean, all that is to say, you know, rest in peace, uh, Jay Briscoe. And if you're not that familiar with Jay Briscoe matches, feel free. I I I, rec- I I fully encourage you to go familiarize yourself with them. And if you're not if you're not familiar with some of their promos, like. Couldn't recommend them more. They are very entertaining and a very good YouTube hole to go down. So, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Hey, Amen. There is no easy way to transition to this except for we're going to honor his legacy by talking about professional wrestling, uh, and we're going to do it right now. So, without further ado, here you go. This is the Beefers. Nice. This is the <laughs> Beefers, baby. It is our sixth annual. We have. All of our traditional, our traditional uh, categories. I added a couple more on Twitter, and we added, we did it a little bit differently this year. We did it a little different. We tried to narrow it down to three finalists in each one. Now, I feel like, and maybe Zach can back me up here. I feel like we explained this beefer process to Jason like three weeks He's in a row. Up. See, I didn't even do that. No, we, I, I think you hit. You were hitting. He's heating there up. you go. That is weird. Because <laughs> I'm not even touching it. <laughs> I feel like we explained this to Jason three weeks in a row, and I still, and I'm still getting text messages from Jason around Monday, being like, "So, do I have to do anything for the beefers?" It's like, well, you can help out with the uh, three finalists each time, but if you don't feel like it, me and Zach can do it. So, if there's any honorable mention, 
You, oh my God! You were staring fucking daggers through me, man. I'm, look- I'm not sure. I'm not sure where this is going. So I'm just looking at you to see where this is going first before I say anything. All I'm saying is, if I had to vote for the most hated BFR podcaster of the year, I know who I would have voted for. Okay. Jesus God, man, he is not. It. I mean, you're being so serious. I wasn't sure what the fuck you were talking about. I, I mean- just feel like I feel like we explained to you what our new. What our new process was for the beefers, and you just, I guess you just disengaged the entire time. Uh, if clearly you weren't paying attention, I lost my phone on Monday, so that was part of the it, issue. It was before that, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to, re, you know, I'm respond to, to this. I'm trying he, to just, get, he just came out swinging. I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm just like, okay, so, you know. It, it, I'm trying to get a little animosity going. Oh, so no, no, you ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do that. No, 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 no. You ain't got to do it Fine, like that. You ain't got to do it like Never that. No, mind. now you got it. Now, now nigga here. Nigga here now. No, too this late. Nigga here now. Yeah, yeah. Nigga here now. Nigga here now. You fucked it up, okay? Now you got me. I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. You sat over here. No, no, no. Okay, my ass, motherfucker. Don't be fucking with me. You don't be fucking with me, man. Stop. Fuck fuck with, with me, okay? Leave shit alone. Fine, 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 find my fine, ass. Fine, no, fine, you don't get to say fine, find fine, my ass because fine. you done. You ain't done until I'm done. Now I'm done. So uh, we're gonna start off with uh, the one that we. So we put three finalists out on Twitter, and uh, we let the people vote. And we let the people vote, like I said last week, so we could uh, tell you guys how wrong you were the entire time. So Jesus we Christ. actually had a okay. <laughs> we had a we had a, a bunch of engagement on this, and we want to thank everybody on Twitter uh, that voted. We had eighty five votes. 85 votes. I'm impressed. For this one coming up here, so we're going to tell you what the people did. What what we're going to do is we're going to tell you all three finalists. Us three are going to discuss it, and then we're going to have one beefer, and then we're going to say what the people did. Um, so, starting off, we're going to start off with the big one. We're going to start off with the best pay-per-view of the year. Uh, the three finalists are – oh, hold on a second. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah, I've got to turn it up one. This is the beefer. There you so go. This is the beefer, best pay-per-view of the year. The three finalists are AEW Revolution, WrestleMania 38, which was a two-night event, and Forbidden Door – which Jason was at. Jason, I want to hear what you choose. Come on now. I was going to say, this is a slam dunk for me. When you have two, when you have a cross-promotion event in North America, in Chicago, four hours away from me, and then you bring out some of the best of the best, you bring Shabbat in as a, a surprise swerve, um, arguably a match of the year, candidate in Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. You had a couple great title matches on top. John Moxley gets booed. I mean, I'm not sure what more I can ask for from a live event. So, yes, I will be the first to say this is a total homer call, and I have no problem with saying that it is. I just, for me, Forbidden Door was the best pay-per-view of the year. I, a, because I was there, but B, the, the roll call of just talent. I mean, WWE has is the only roster that I can think of that could arguably measure think, up against this talent on a one night card. E- think if either one of those rosters would have been at full strength, right? I mean, so many this, guys this, that were not there. This was almost like a cursed pay per view from the get go. To- 
like when you think about how many guys were hurt coming into it, and they still put on a tremendous show. Also, the hottest crowd imaginable. I mean, maybe the hottest crowd I've ever seen at a wrestling show of that of that size. It was it was pretty fucking nuts. I was I was just happy to be there, man. Honestly, it was it was a great time. Shout out to once again my wrestling lord and savior, High Five Tom, for hooking it all up. But yeah, for me, like I said, this is a homer pick. It's for Forbidden Door. Zach, I want to hear what your choice is. So um, I feel like outside of the surrounding circumstances it would have been forbidden door like hands down but it's actually probably my third pick here um it was fantastic but because of all of the injuries and things that surrounded it and also injuries that happened on the show uh, that four-way for the iwgp was kind of overshadowed by adam cole getting a concussion that knocked him out for six months um you know brian danielson we got claudio and zach which was good but not not danielson uh, we had my favorite three-man group probably of all time with the worst name, the Dudes with Attitudes, Darby Allen Sting and Shingo Takagi. Oh, my God. Versus the Young Bucks and El Fantasmo. Just fantastic you stuff. You like them better uh, than the so. Briscoes and Yano? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should about to say, probably not the pod to be saying no shit like that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so uh, this one is tough for me, though, because uh, – WrestleMania was such a banger. Um, it, you know, it was such a spectacle. We got the return of maybe my favorite wrestler of all time. And, you know, and Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling a phenomenal match with Kevin Owens. Uh, just way better than expected. Um, just really kind of overachieved even for WrestleMania. Whenever you think WrestleMania, you don't often think overachieved. And it did. Um so it, for me, it's almost a toss-up between that and, and Revolution. Um, I thought Revolution was so impressive because of the – I mean, the main event wasn't even really the main event. The main event was actually the dog collar match. I feel like the one that sold the pay-per-view was Punk and MJF, which I feel like kind of gets lost in the discussion in 2022, that feud and – just all the shit that happened with CM Punk, which we'll talk about later. Uh, that match and that feud was phenomenal. You think we'll talk uh, about Punk tonight? Maybe once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kingston and Jericho, you know, opened that thing, and it was just – I mean, I, I was like kind of start to finish, this was a fantastic pay-per-view, and I feel like there was a little more highs and lows with WrestleMania, as, as there tends to be. So, um, you know what? Oh, my choice, my mind. choice, yeah. it's WrestleMania. Okay, so, got one for Forbidden Door, one for WrestleMania. Uh, AEW Revolution was tremendous, and it was the best AEW pay-per-view this year of, of their big four. Uh, that's that's a, uh, not a no-brainer, but, I mean, it was awesome. But that's the third of these. The reason that's third is because AEW always puts on great pay-per-views and it's kind of if anything it it's a little hurt in my mind because I was expecting it to be great and it was great Forbidden Door was a question mark and the reason it was a question mark was because of all the injuries and because some of the matches didn't really make any sense and there was a bunch of uh, in terms of like build or why are they doing this uh, Forbidden Door overachieved and it it put a lot of fears 
to rest when it comes to thinking about the relationship between AEW and NJPW. WrestleMania 38, when you talk about overachieving, WrestleMania 38 was the best WrestleMania that I've ever seen. Maybe. I mean, we're, we're maybe. I mean, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> you got. You Come got, on, man. Say it with your chest, dog. You got the return of one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, if not my favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin, fighting my favorite WWE wrestler in Kevin Owens. You had. Um, this didn't make it into the markout moment of the year, or we didn't have a botch of the year, which I wanted to have, but. Stone Cold stunning Vince McMahon Oof. was one of the most awful with the most awful sell of a stun, the worst stunner you've ever seen. Now and that, therefore, yeah, I agree with that. And therefore, it's one of the best stunners of all time. <laughs> and you had Cody versus Seth, which um, we'll talk about later in match of the year. And then who can forget uh, Becky? Lynch versus Bianca Belair was a tremendous women's match. Uh, my women's match of the year, probably, uh, not to step on anything. And then, don't forget, we had Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in another match that completely overachieved that if you haven't gone back and listened and haven't watched the Broken Skull Sessions uh, with Stone Cold and Sami Zayn, where they basically dissect that match <laughs> and it will add a new level you'll have a new level of appreciation for that match that match was completely fun there's probably a few that i'm forgetting about but uh the debut of uh the debut of logan paul where he was the best thing best thing in a match including ray mysterio you Oof. you also had, and I don't want to go back to Stone Cold again, but you also had Pat McAfee and Austin Theory taking stunners in completely different ways, but also completely two completely great ways, like original ways to take stunners. It was tremendous. I hate to do this. I have to vote WrestleMania thirty eight. I'm so WrestleMania thirty eight wins. This is the beefer. Our first beefer. Award WrestleMania 38 wow. is the pay-per-view of the year. Maybe a little bit shocking. The people, WrestleMania 38 gets 39% of the vote. AEW Revolution and Forbidden Door tie with 29% of the vote. And other, please comment, came in with 3% of the vote, but nobody commented. <laughs> so I don't know what it was. <laughs> other <laughs> okay and we're good <laughs> I have no idea what it could have been but uh we'll have to uh we'll have to stop right there and let's keep it moving this He's is heating the up. hold on <laughs> this is the beefer <laughs> for the, this is gonna be great for the next beefer award and i'm just kind of doing these in a in a random ramshackle type way because i kind of want to save some good well you know it's kind of like a wrestling it's yeah. kind of like a card, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Let's go with the worst feud slash angle of the year. Now, there was only one that Zach gave me on his on his, uh, on his his notes. So I had to uh, add, think. I had to think. I had to dig real deep because it's hard for me to remember shit. You know, I got a lot of shit going on. Dude, I gave you brain. four. I didn't see your four. Oh, Jesus Christ. You sent them to me on text? 
Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, see, now I know. Now, now I know why you're mad. Now I know why you're mad. Yeah, he's heating up. Yeah, that's why when you were going to be talking what, about being what, disregarding. Okay, okay, what were the what were the ones that you what were the ones that you hit? In well, I, I ranked it one through four just because I thought that's the way we we're going to do it. The, to me, the worst feud or angle came from Impact Wrestling is the D- Digital Media Championship. Nobody even knows what it is, and they have a title for it, and it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, second, I had House of Black from AEW. Um, so much potential, so much talent, just nothing going on, nowhere to go. Third, I had Ezekiel coming back as the uh, the number three worst angle. Um, Elias was cool. That Ezekiel be best angle. I'm just <laughs> Ezekiel was just not for me personally. And then New Japan uh, had obviously House of Torture. That Nothing more needs to be said about that. Okay. You know what's hilarious about that Ezekiel thing? I don't want to get too into it, but Stone or uh, Kevin Owens has just come off of <laughs> wrestling Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they put him in this shitty feud and this like shitty angle, and, and he, got he it sold over. it so well because he's like, "Fuck it!" He's like, "I already lived my life's dream. I'm just gonna kick ass at everything I do and put my, you know, you can go one way or the other, and you can just be like, I'm cashing my checks and I'm not doing shit." He's like, "I'm gonna put." Everything over. Fuck it. He actually got that shit over. So your worst angle of the year is for me. Impact for me, digital champion. Oh yeah, hands down. Uh, Zach, what is, is that like an NF? Is that like an NFT championship? No, it's, I mean it's like they have a legitimate title for it. Moose just won it at uh, what was it? Hard to kill. But I mean, it's supposed to, I guess, give you know, link that to. I guess they're streaming sites. See, this is what I'm saying. I don't even know what it's for. I swear, when you said Ezekiel coming back, I thought you were talking about like some promotion that I didn't watch and Ezekiel Jackson, no. Intercontinental <laughs> Champion, uh, member of the core with, the Wade with Wade Barrett. I was like, oh, I didn't know Ezekiel Jackson no. came back. Figured I watched a lot of wrestling, but not that much. Uh, the, three that I put, <laughs> the, th- the three that I put on uh, Twitter – were Miz and Dexter Loomis, which Zach put on there. I didn't hate it. I had the 27, 24-7 title on there, and then I had maximum male models. And I put that kind of as a goof because obviously everybody knows that's one of the best angles of the year. Um, Zach, <laughs> what is your least favorite angle of the year? It was uh, Loomis Miz because I can't think of two people I'd rather not Russell in a ring so <laughs> even though there was like good sight gags like there were some good sight gags um but as soon it just went on forever and once it got in the ring you're just like oh why did they even put these guys together because now they have to wrestle and it's like you just it's like eating your vegetables last mm. <laughs> that's really funny um I, I guess mine is the twenty four seven title, just because it it took up too much time on every single RAW, it made RAW virtually unwatchable, and it's one of the first things that Triple H got rid of when Vince <laughs> left. So mine would be twenty four seven title. The people had maximum male models <laughs> when the worst feud slash angle of the year with thirty eight percent twenty four seven title barely comes in second with thirty six percent. And Miz versus Lo- Miz and Loomis comes in at twenty four percent. So, and, I mean, I'd toss it. I'd toss it to the twenty four seven. I'd lean into that. Okay, if we so give the beef to that. Okay, all right. The twenty four seven. I nominated Miz Loomis, but I would say like I would pick the twenty four seven title. I didn't even think of it. 
Fair enough. For the record, I, I agree with the people on this one. The, 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 I agree with the beefers. The maximum of the three that were listed, maximum male miles is just ugh. <laughs> they brought a couple beefers with them. So coming up next, uh, we have. I named this the uh, the Chad Cable the Chad Gable beefer, aka the underrated wrestler of the year, because I have chosen Chad Gable the last two years, and I put Chad K- Chad Gable on there kind of as a goof, also. So the four that we have there are Takeshita, Logan Paul, Brandon Cutler, and Chad Gable. I'll go first. Uh, I am go. I voted. Or I didn't vote, but if I were going to vote, I would probably still take Chad Gable because he reminds me of my dude, Kurt Angle, and he to me he's the second coming of Kurt Angle. He is probably if you let him rip, he'd probably be just as good in the ring. He got to show his charisma a lot this year. He was also kind of a Joe Bear uh, adjacent type wrestler. I want them to do more with Chad Gable. So for the third year in a row. Ain't this a bitch? I'm taking Chad Gable. Zach, who do you got? Uh, you know, this is always a tough category because you know how do you how do you rate underrated? And I feel like traditionally we considered it to be underutilized, right? Yeah, typically. Kind of, yeah, I feel like that's kind of how we because you could say underrated where people like love people, but they still don't even realize like how good they are. But I mean, like, it's I like, like it's like, like the MVP in any sports league. Like it's kind of open to interpretation. It's just your vote. Yeah, and I, I'd say just to be just for parody's sake, I'll say uh, you know kind of underutilized, and I will lean in and say uh, in the same vein as Gable, I would say Takashita because I feel like uh, he's been for a, a kind of relative rookie for a newcomer, he's been in very high profile matches, but that dude um, just has everything, and I I'm not even like being a mark and being like this guy needs to be pushed, you know. Everybody's like everybody needs to be pushed. And, my guy needs to be pushed, and he needs to push, and it just it gets old that rhetoric. But uh, to catch it, I mean, the, there's no limit with this kid, and he should be out there winning matches as much as it is fantastic seeing him in there with these greats. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Kanosuke to catch it up. Total package, Jason stole my thunder of especially with the four that are given the one that uh, I guess that. It, I really would would I have it just to see the litmus test would have would have been Montez Ford. Um, I know my we see him in sing or we see him in tag teams, but I just think that ultimately his his biggest ceiling wherever his future leads will be in a, a solo effort, and I would love to see him on this um, on this pole or whatever the case may be. And just for the record, this is what I sent to you last week. So it's not like I just made this shit up. I, I didn't see. I, where did you send that to me? It was on our text thread. Fuck. Now, that being said. I just got owned. I get owned every single week. I got <laughs> owned last week. Zach talking about Dave Meltzer. I, I get owned this week by Jason. Now I look like the asshole again. That's probably why <laughs> one of the Beefer Awards turns out the way it does a little bit later. Did you, uh, did you see that Meltzer got owned this week? I got. I saw Meltzer got owned this week because, you know, I saw Bischoff going off on him, but it looked like Meltzer kind of owned it also. What what happened? Yeah, he owned up to it. Uh, he had he been got, reporting. He got, he got basically... 
he got worked by uh, it was like a boomer work. He got scammed by an emailer um, who was like emailing him, pretending to be um, one of the Dragon Gate wrestlers. Ooh. And then there was an, another email that was like collaborating the stories, and essentially it was like two people oh, or maybe one person pretending to be one. But anyway, he thought he was reporting on like legit Dragon oh, Gate damn. stuff. And I mean, it's all the way across the journalism, the ocean, man. So, See, I, but it's just a total, total that, boomer situation. But that, the headline that I saw was like Dave Meltzer accused of uh, manufacturing, or you know, accused of giving out bad headlines. But then the entire article was Dave Meltzer was the one that came out and said, "I fucked up here. I shouldn't have reported on this." Which is not the same, and I saw Eric yeah. Bischoff trying to bury him for it because Eric Bischoff hates him, obviously. <laughs> but it's like it's like so stupid. Like he came out and said, "I'm sorry," basically, and completely owned it. And it's you know, if a guy comes out and completely owns it, and he doesn't do anything criminal, then it's kind of hard to pile on him, you know. Yeah. Journalism, yeah, man, totally. hard uh, hard sport to stay in. I'm glad you're the only journalist on this. Uh, no, you're a journalist, too. No, I ain't no journalist. Capital J. <laughs> I'm getting back on track. I agree with everything that uh, Two Beers said, uh, especially as I watched a couple of DDT matches with Takeshita in it. It's he, – he's, he's the same guy on screen, in ring, but just – totally different and i'm i'm just going under the assumption that a lot of people aren't going back and looking at old to catch the matches so in that scenario and everything that two beer said on top of it i agree with two beer i'm going with to uh shocking turn of events here on the people so to catch the wins are beefer yes like we, the two to one the people don't get a vote I, I want everybody to understand this. You people don't get a vote. We're just comparing what we said against you. All right? So, uh, but... Uh, you leaning into this, motherfucker. <laughs> Wait till you see the votes. Wait till you see the votes. You said, fuck it. If I won't go out, I'm going out banging. Uh, so... But the, the people had Logan Paul at 34% of the vote, and Takeshita came in third by one percentage point to Chad Gable, who had wow. 27% of the vote. Takeshita had 26 Brandon Cutler had 13 I don't know how Twitter does it, but they could have been tied, and maybe it was like they rounded up oh, for somebody uh, okay. or something. But Logan Paul won of the people. Logan Paul is not a bad vote, by the way. Logan Paul is something else. Yeah, but I mean, damn! It's not like he wasn't—he re- wrestled Roman Reigns. I mean, at that point, Takeshita wrestles—he wrestles good ones too. I guess he wrestled Moxley. Fair enough. Go ahead. Um, but Brandon Cutler came in fourth with thirteen. I, I don't even know why Zach put him on here. I've never seen the guy wrestle. He's the one that just walks around with the. He paint, does. Right? He does like dark and uh, dark elevation. I mean, all bullshit. Uh, <laughs> he actually is pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure he is. No. Uh, uh, check out old PWG with Cutler. Like he would team with the Young Bucks, and uh, he's phenomenal. This is the Bayford women's match. I, I put him on there though, as because he's the best geek I've ever seen in wrestling. That's uh, fair. That's I fair enough. He's it's, the best. He's, he is pretty good. Uh, the women's match of the year. So we have Siri versus Julia at Queendom. Uh, we have Kyrie versus Iwatani 
Iwatani at uh, Historic X Over, Historic Takeover. I've never been clear on how to say that. Uh, we have Jamie, Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida on Dynamite, and Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. I'll go first, and I'll 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 speak as the the non-stardom watcher here <laughs> uh, because I did see the crossover match. I did not see the Queendom match. I saw the Hater and Sheeta Dynamite match. I my vote is for Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Call me a normie, call me a mark, call me whatever you want. But that is a huge moment in front of a huge crowd with huge expectations, and those two women delivered. Uh, Bianca Belair is a phenom. I don't think there's any other way to say it. And this match, uh, this match over delivered as far as I'm concerned. So that is my women's match of the year, Jason. Yeah, I was about to say I should probably go next because two beer is probably going to be the uh, the deciding vote on this one. For a long, long time, I had Starlight Kid versus Azumi for my women's match of the year out of stardom. I thought the the match itself was amazing. The bill was just as good. But then once again, on the 29th of December, final match of the year for stardom, they over-delivered once again with Siri versus Julia. For the final match of the year, I'm going with that. When you have a suplex into chairs within the first five minutes of the match, that's really all I need to know of how this match was going to go. So, yeah, it was a crying achievement for Julia to beat Shuri, obviously. That's another story for another time. See us on the Phoenix Splash podcast for all that. But enough said. Um, I'm going Julia Shuri. All right, Zach, you're the deciding vote. Women's match of the year. Who you got? Yeah, I 100%. Uh, I mean, the other ones are, are definitely great, but Julia Shuri was over-the-top fantastic. It was not just, in my opinion, the best women's match of the year, at least that I saw. I mean, I didn't watch every women's match, but it was one of the matches of the year. And I don't watch stardom up. as religiously as uh, – Jason, but I appreciate his password because I get to watch it often enough and I <laughs> keep up with it. Uh, and I mean, kind of the the overarching story. Two jobs ain't people bad. People assumed that Julia was going to win this title. Like this has been like a long time coming. This is a long time story. Uh, Julia exudes charisma. She is absolutely a star, and she is great as Shuri is as great as. That Tommy is and all of these women in this promotion, like Julia feels the most like a star. And uh, people, whenever she came into the promotion, just assumed that she would be, you know, skyrocketing to the top and she struggled and she, um, you know, they're part of the, the faction, the, the DDM faction. Uh, and, um, you know, like, just this whole like road to and then they have this culminating match uh where like jason said it's just bonkers it's suplexes on the chairs on the outside it's pile drivers through tables it's some of the most exhausted you will ever see two people in the ring and i, I and it was like selling like because they're both like phenomenal performers and just uh a beautifully a beautifully like <laughs> just uh it was, it was like a beautiful disaster of a match. Um, I implore you to watch it, uh, Bill, because it's just fantastic wrestling. You'll be over the moon, and then you'll be like, 
ooh, I need to get this password and use it more often because uh, <laughs> that's the kind of shit that the, the stardom is. Nah, he ain't going to do that shit, man. He's about to say, let that man ride. So, the beefer for Women's Match of the Year, sorry, I think I lost it here, was, sorry, it's Shuri? Shuri versus Julia. Shuri, Julia, which had 22% of the vote on Twitter. Uh, Bel Air and Lynch had 28% of the vote. And the winner... Uh, far, far and away, kind of, was Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida on Dynamite with 47% of the vote. So, interesting. we are going to keep it moving because we got a bunch of beefers to go. This He's is heating the up. Hold on a second. This is the beefer. Okay, that, that, that was, your thumb was kind of close on no, that no, no, one. No, 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 your no, thumb no, was kind of no, close no, no, on no, that no, one. I'm no, looking no. at you, dude. This is the beefer. This is the beefer. This is the Bayford. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Your dub was a little close on that one. I'm watching you. All right, so let's go with the overrated wrestler of the year. Okay. For the record, once again, exhibit right. A, Your I, listen, Honor. S- listen, Jason, I'm going to say it to you now. <laughs> in front of in, in front of Vice, Vice just showed up. In front of Vice, in front of Two Rear Zach Pullman, in front of you. In in my home with my wife, my child, my cats, and my dog, I am going to apologize that I did not see what you said. I don't so mail you, shit in, motherfucker. You sent a, a screenshot. You took yes. a picture of it. Yes, I did not yes. see it. So I apologize, Jason. My apologies. Can I go first, please? Ronda Rousey. Period. Okay. Can I hear the rest of your? I, I want to hear the, the rest. The, of okay. Them. Well, the fact that the fact that you, if you're a Sasha Banks fan, you should be the fact you should be mad that Ronda Rousey's even here because Ronda Rousey has Sasha Banks's money. Ronda Rousey has gotten paid for this. She's come back. She has been champion. Uh, couldn't get Liv Morgan over for obvious reasons because I just don't think it's realistic enough that you can put these two people in the ring, ring not unless you're just a Liv Morgan fan and you just love Liv Morgan. So at that point, there's nothing that could be said. Reasonable wrestling fans can look at that match, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's going to lose, period. Okay, nothing that can be done about that. The match itself is was bad. You brought in Shotzi. Okay, the the spot where she didn't even sell for Shotzi. Here's the spot. I mean, you're going to win. You're going to win, and you couldn't sell one fucking move. One. The first run, we all gave her props. Because we didn't know what we were going to get, and they over-delivered. The second time, she has come in with a gun, a ski mask, and Shayna Baszler watching the goddamn door. I'm robbing you motherfuckers for all this money. While Sasha Banks is trying to get this money, and whether you like Sasha Banks or not, I think we can all agree Sasha Banks greater than Ronda Rousey. For me, Ronda Rousey is the most. Uh, and then they brought Charlotte in, and then He's within seconds, within seconds. He's heating up. They had her snatch the title off of He's fucking Ronda Rousey like it wasn't shit. Now, if, you, if that ain't saying overrated, I don't know what says overrated. Ronda Rousey, He's heating up. overrated of the year. Did you just see that whenever yeah. we kicked the ground? Yeah. That's why I was just like, well, you, you go and tell me, don't don't even don't pay attention to it. Don't don't no, I have no idea. So what's I was just going like, on. Fuck it. I'm uh, just gonna for, keep going. For the people here, I am not touching the button. I am, <laughs> I am kicking the ground. Watch. Okay. I'm not I'm not but I'm not touching the button. 
He's heating up. Boom. So Bo's laughing He's over here. Up. All right, cut it out. That's enough. All right. So uh, I'm about to start stopping so here like 30 for seconds. For the overrated wrestler of the year, what I put on Twitter uh, was Bray Wyatt, CM Punk, Austin Theory, and other. Please comment. Other got 7% of the vote. Nobody commented. But, uh, Zach, what is not- Zach, I'll let you go first. Why are you not comment? Mm. I'll let you go second. Sorry. Trying to think of uh, who else might have a character in Raid Shadow Legend. You know, I gave Jason some shit for not being prepared, but here you are trying to think on the podcast. He tried to wind me up again. Motherfucker. He tried to wind me up again. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to apologize to Jason all over again. <laughs> I know what you're going <laughs> to say. Just go ahead and say it, motherfucker. Just go ahead and say it. Say it with your yeah, chest. It was just a, was just a joke. Um, I feel like Jason convinced me. I was going to say Bray Wyatt, but I feel like uh, we haven't seen him wrestle all year, and we saw a bunch of Ronda Rousey be terrible. So uh, I think I'll go with Ronda Rousey. Okay, so it doesn't matter what I say because Ronda Rousey <laughs> has won the beaver. But for my money, yes, Ronda Rousey. Yes, Ronda Rousey sucks and is overrated. But for my money, oh, it's man, it's. You know, sometimes I just think about I just think about who's the most overrated wrestler, Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. I just you know I just look out to all you people, and I've never got to be myself, Mm-mm. and now here I am. I'm trying to tell you who the most <laughs> overrated wrestler is, and, and <laughs> I, I'll say this: I, it's Husky here. <laughs> I'm if Ronda Rousey wasn't so ridiculously bad. I would almost uh, I would agree with Bray because we yes. haven't seen we Just haven't seen somebody, anything. Man. Thank you. We haven't seen anything up to this point, and now it's wet over to 2023. And the first match is a pit, uh, I'm sorry, a Mountain Dew pitch black pitch dark match. A, we don't even know what it is. B, I mean, what's it, it, <sighs> the last? few fucking Bray Wyatt gimmick matches have been questionable at best. I liked the uh, the Firefly Funhouse with John Cena. Yeah. I thought that was so really I. good. So did I. It was. It was I a, thought that it was, was really good. It was pandemic good. It. Was, I thought it made it right. made you think. I I think that the pitch black match is a match. It's about an hour and 50 minutes long, oh, Jesus and it Christ. takes place in a science fiction movie where Vin Diesel walks around as a blind guy you on, go. A, on a foreign planet. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that movie. They ain't planning to see that shit. I'm going to watch this shit, though. I've been, I'm I've, been, t- I've been thinking about that joke all day. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll say this, and we can move on if you want to. This... Whatever this match is for uh, Royal Rumble, this pitch black match, it's gotta it's gotta work. Because if it doesn't, he can't have any more cinematic matches, any more gimmick matches. He's going. They're gonna have to go away from this. Well, I was thinking about this today because when I was thinking about that joke, I was thinking about the pitch black match and like it's LA Knight's first main roster pay per view match. And I was thinking, man, he has basically no pressure on him. No. Because it's not nope. it's not up to him. It's not up to him to sell this shit. Nope. It's completely up to Bray Wyatt. I was about to say, y'all better figure this shit out. I'm gonna take the one, two, three. But. So LA Knight LA Knight basically cannot look any worse no. coming out of this. No. I, I, I mean, I'm an LA Knight fan. No, I am too. I just 
after he all of this. He was my feud of the year before with Cameron Grimes, if you remember. <laughs> that was last year. Uh, it, I, remember it, Z- I remember Zach going, I've probably said this before. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you serious? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm fucking serious, man. I liked it. <laughs> I like Butler stories. <laughs> <laughs> hey, motherfucker, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> big, big Mr. Belvedere fan. I was say, fuck Mr. Belvedere. You I was like, this is wrestling, okay? I'm talking I'm about like, Jeff like, Hill. Who's <laughs> <in> the bar? <laughs> I was like, DiBiase over here. <laughs> Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. But, yeah, my votes for Bray Wyatt. I, I, I do think it's funny that in the year 2000, the coolest a human being could look, at least in my opinion, as a 15-year-old boy, was a black tank top and eyeballs that look like I poured the inside of a Polaroid picture into them. I'm dead. <laughs> He's heating up. Yeah, gotta get them both. Gotta get it both from now. He's heating up. <laughs> They brought a couple beefers with them. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, what the fuck are these jokers so doing? So, uh, so, like I said, I'm trying to bounce around a little bit. So, let's go with uh, – so, we're going to have the WWE. We're going to have the WWE match of the year, AEW match of the year, NJPW match of the year, all coming up, but and tag team match of the year. But here we're going to do the other match of the year, which um, I let Zach choose all these. Unless maybe you had them, I'm sure. I'm sure. J- look at Jason. God damn it! I already apologized, dude. <laughs> Exhibit A, Your Honor. <laughs> Zach had Zach had Vikingo Phoenix, Vikingo Laredo Kid, Vikingo Bandito, and other. Please comment. Other, please comment. Got sixteen percent. Nobody commented. <laughs> they were also Vikingo matches. Niggas though. is tired. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm not saying pick a Vikingo. So, so Jason, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Holy shit! What are we? What's this again? <laughs> other match of the? Well, I was about to say other match of the year. Um, Speedball versus uh, Josh Alexander. I thought was uh, one that for impact that was went 60 minutes. Josh Alexander steals it at the very end. I thought that was. Uh, Something that that was out there and that we didn't even talk about. Um, Mox MJF, we talked about that. Okada Osprey that's on my list. Cody Seth three is on the list. So I mean, for me, the only one that isn't on the list that uh, that we were nominating is uh, Speedball versus uh, Josh Alexander. And I think for people that don't know who Mike Bailey is. Uh, he's had a, a, an incredible 2022. Um, he was stuck in, uh, I believe it was in Canada for the uh, the pandemic, and then came down. And then just any time you had a chance for him to wrestle, he wrestled. And then end up having him and uh, Josh Alexander in an open challenge for the Impact title on free TV. They went 60 minutes. It was an amazing fucking match. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, check that shit out. But the only one that I can think of that is on my list that's probably been nominated or at least for the three that's on Twitter is, like I said, Josh Alexander versus Speedball, Mike Bailey. Zach. Uh, of the three Vikingo matches that I nominated, <laughs> I got to go 
they were all phenomenal. Like, and not even really in different ways, uh, but they did different moves in them. They were phenomenal, like in the same way. Uh, I got to go with Vikingo and Phoenix uh, because I just think they're probably the two best high flyers in the business right now and watching them do stuff that I've never seen happen before in a ring. I watched that match like twice in a row. And I don't mean like, oh, I watched it once and then I watched it like the next day. The match ended and I just started it back over. Yeah, my vote is for Vikingo Phoenix. If you remember, Vikingo and I have had a very uh, tumultuous 2022 uh, well, we'll spit that shit out. <laughs> I, so, I, listen, I take, if we do. This is like you falling on the sword. <laughs> Multiple shit. What do we do? We do, we do? we do 49 or 50 podcasts a year. So, uh, I, I, you know, I eat shit probably 100 times, right? Not like this, so like one episode. I mean, this is it's almost getting hard to watch. <laughs> All right, giggle twins, giggle twins. No, 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 no. Say what you're going to say, because I know where you're going with it. Go ahead and say it. I'll shut up. The biggest L that I took all year was when Vikingo was number eight in the PWI 500 list. And, you know, the two hipster nerds that I do a fucking podcast with were both like, oh, yeah, Vikingo, oh, yeah, he fucking rules. And I'm like, we, we've never even mentioned him. Like, we've done 280 episodes, and this guy has never been mentioned on our podcast. I went. I think that was a W for you because, really, I mean, that was a, that was a W not only in the sense that you were 100% right, but, yeah, he's never been mentioned. Uh, but it was a W because you were introduced to Vikingo. Well, I did. I sought out. Vikingo matches. I watched Vikingo versus Phoenix, and I got to say, I was 1,000% completely blown away. I was like, this guy is my, this guy is basically my favorite wrestler now. This is fucking unbelievable. I've watched all three of these matches. I think they're the only three Vikingo matches I've watched. <laughs> but uh, they are. I'm dead. He is, he, he is unbelievable, but. You never forget your first. Vikingo Phoenix was the first Vikingo match that I watched, and I was completely, completely blown away. And I love him, and I love him, and that was my vote for other match of the year. So that wins the beefer, and uh, it's the first time that we are in Congress with the Twitter votes because Vikingo Phoenix won 50%. Damn. Other, please comment, won 16%. Nobody, nobody comment. Nobody comment. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll tell, yeah, you, I'll tell I, you when people comment. I was about to say, I will take this dick versus other and then nothing. All right. So we, <laughs> we, we, got, we got some big ones coming. So, I mean, we got to start getting into big ones. Let's do the best feud slash angle of the year. And the finalists... On Twitter were, and then Jason, you can share with me yours that I, did, I didn't look because no, no. I was such a dick. No, but uh, you know, just ain't the, doing your job. The final three were Sami Zayn in the Bloodline, Cody and Seth, and MJF and Punk. And then other please comment uh, got zero percent, and nobody commented, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm on record as saying this. I'll go first. Uh, Sami Zayn in the Bloodline is the coolest. WWE 
feud slash angle that they have had in several years. I can't even remember the last one that's been this engaging and this cool that kind of makes SmackDown must-see. Uh, so my vote is for Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, and to me it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I have to agree. It, it, I think this is probably going to be universal. I was a, even going back, 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 back when you had Jay versus um, – Roman and Jimmy was just starting to come back in. We were on board with that because there was a lot of, of guys doing we roles. Were. <laughs> we were we were way on board with that. There was guys, yeah, there was guys just doing different roles that, and this was pandemic time. Yeah, that was pan. Yeah, that was that was that was a hell in the cell in the Thunderdome. So, god damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trip the off best that. Thunderdome match there was. And it, I can't disagree with that. Um, I guess my point is that, that that's where this whole thing started, where you had Jay doing things that you didn't think Jay would do. Roman's now this, you know, you know, up and mer- emerging heel, and you know he's manipulating Jay, and Jimmy's on board now. And now we fast forward two years later, it's just like, man, shit, this is just what they do. <laughs> it's the bloodline, and now when you. Just when I thought that the bloodline was getting old, and not even getting old, just maybe just getting a little, you know, stale. We need a little shake up. Sami Zayn is the perfect shake up. If I don't know how he's not on the list of wrestler of the year, it's just crazy to me. I don't have him on my wrestler of the year, so I just he's need to smack up. myself. But neither here nor there. Um, Sami Zayn. Added to the bloodline, just gave it a little more pizzazz. Obviously, feeling Usi in St. Louis is another is a high water mark for the Sami Zayn bloodline that connection was that was in St. Louis. So for me, that's the whole reason I even put Sami Zayn plus the plus the bloodline. That moment here in St. Louis really set things off to give momentum to where. If and when Sami Zayn gets kicked out, we can always look back to that moment. It is, it 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 will be, it will go down as one of the, it will go down as a historic moment from a tremendous angle. Yep. People will be talking about feeling very oozy for a long time. Uh, what what do you got, Zach? I think the only thing more universal than this decision is the Usos travel restrictions. This mm-hmm. is. The best storyline since in WWE since we've been watching or since we've been doing the podcast. It's the best storyline in wrestling, um, just hands down. And uh, you know, we talk about uh, you know the Chad Gable Award of the Year, and that's why sometimes I think of it in terms of underutilized. And sometimes I think of it in terms of, like Sami Zayn's a beloved character, but I still think that he's underrated in his potential in the sense that people don't realize just how special this dude is. See he that, see that gotten... giant Knoxville match. I mean, exactly. dude, I mean damn. He I... Is go ahead. Go ahead. So he is just so great. And I've been saying for a long time that he is arguably the greatest, like working character baby face, uh, just in wrestling. He is uh, just, he was a fun, smarmy heel and stuff and chicken shit heel when he was doing that icy stuff in the pandemic. But getting behind him and getting behind El Generico and getting behind Sami Zayn, um, just 
everybody wants to root for this guy and he has the acting chops. And I, I can't say it's just him because the ensemble is great. Roman Reigns is a straight man, uh, is phenomenal. He's really good at that role. Uh, are, you saying, and, are, are you saying right now that Sammy's a babyface? Yes. So Sammy is a babyface in the heel faction? Is that what we're saying? I don't, I'm not going yeah. that far. I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far. That's I kind of feel bad for him, but he's still doing some ignorant ass shit. That might be. That might be how good the angle is, though. Is Maybe that, we we are discussing yeah. whether but this or not, is Zach. Zach loves everything, so let's just let's keep the, everything in perspective. But he does get cheered well, like a baby face, though. Yeah, he does get cheered. Yes, like for sure. It's not just Zach. No, no, no. Zach does look over Okay, and that was the whole point of Roman snapping. Exhibit A, when we saw the Dark Tower in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I regret that when I rescinded my, uh, my... I was so happy to just see it, and uh, yeah, I've just I've discussed that before, Did you see but Mike, I, I fully rescind. Did you see Mike Flanagan's going to do the Dark Tower with... I did, and he's doing it just like uh, it should be done with series yep. and movies yep. combined. It's going to fucking rule. We'll talk about that later. Um, so... They better cast uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Anyway, okay, oh so if we're I'm the giggle Blackbird, man. Fuck. Okay, so we're the giggle twins. Are you guys like the the nerd twins? I guess whatever, motherfucker. What you gonna say? Now nah, I wasn't gonna say nerd shit. I like Star Wars, motherfucker. How am I gonna throw you niggas we're, underneath the bus? Like we prefer Trek the too. yeah, uh, the not as much Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, you want a microphone? If you don't want a microphone. Okay, giggles. All right, okay, giggles. Hot All right. fire. All right, Sammy. With, yeah. Sammy and no. the Bloodline. Uh, that is a unanimous, unanimous. Yeah. This is the beefer. Unanimous beefer. Yeah, I, I think that's. With uh, the Twitter vote of 67%. What was the final of three um Sammy Bloodline, Cody Seth, and MJF Punk. MJF Punk got twenty one percent. I, I, you know, Punk got a lot of votes. Uh, well, let's yeah. let's just go from there. Yeah. Uh, so segue to that shit. MJF Punk got twenty one percent. Cody and Seth got thirteen percent. So we are going to talk about. Uh, let's let me find. Okay, so this is the one I really want to talk about. The scandal. Slash new story of the year, so there was there was some big ones this year, and um, this is the most newsworthy, most scandalous year that we've seen since we've been doing the podcast. It's probably the most scandalous since the Montreal Screwjob, or since that now is just one. <laughs> That's just one event, one. Owen dying? I don't know. Like, but still, I, just one event per year. So we have Vince steps down. CM Punk scrum slash the elite, uh, the whatever you call it, the brawl out. I guess is what EVPs. They call it. Uh, and Cody leaves AEW. And then uh, I just remembered this one the other day. I put it on the list, even though it got zero percent on Twitter. Was and we talked about it last week. Shane McMahon booked his own Royal Rumble. <laughs> And got fired from his dad's company that night and has not been back. Again. <laughs> Again. I say, motherfucker, you don't know how to act. Pretty, Come on. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, there goes the money. So, 
Zach, I'll let you go first. Zach, what do you have as a scandal news story of the year? Um, in a <laughs> year that was very body. tumultuous, it is 100% Vince. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it just overtakes everything, overshadows everything. And, and, and we're still feeling the ramifications of this. And I mean, we're still feeling the ramifications of some of the other stuff, but it is small potatoes in regards to the greatest, or maybe not greatest, the most successful wrestling promoter of all time, uh, not only being embroiled in uh, sex scandals, but then stepping down, and now he's forcing his way back in. And that'll um, be on next year, I mean, Beavers. Yeah, that'll be. That, that, it already is. That's the thing. It's like it's probably it's bleeding over. Again. It's like, damn, Vince is just going to take Vince, this shit. Vince sells to the Saudis. Uh, you know that's going to be the, the scandal of the year next year or whatever. But yeah, uh, it's Vince. I know we've talked about it a bunch, and yeah. Um. So I'll let Jason go last because Jason's going to be the deciding vote on this. What? Yeah, I am picking uh, the CM Punk. Slash the elite. Of course you um, are. Of course at, you are. As the scandal slash news story of the year. And the reason why is because it's, A, it's good pod. Uh, <laughs> B, uh, Vince getting embroiled in a Me Too controversy and having to step down is not exactly shocking. It was something that... It, was a long time coming. In fact, when Me Too started uh, back in 14 or 15 or whenever it was, there was a lot of years there where we probably, if you go back over the 208, how many podcasts have we done? What number is this? 291, sir. After, If you go back over our 290 podcasts before this, we probably mentioned several times, uh, when's Vince going to get busted? It's going to happen sometime soon. The CM Punk scrum... And CM Punk getting in a fight with Ace Steel and Ace Steel uh, biting Kenny Omega and CM Punk's dog, Larry. You know, I know CM Punk's dog. Yeah. That's how big of a story it is. I know CM Punk's dog's name now. <laughs> and for... for uh, That's pretty good. For that to happen, uh, unmolested he no. By the way, for for that to happen, I was checking Twitter nonstop for two weeks straight because I was wondering what was happening. It was absolutely insane. It came the night that he won the championship, and then he got in a legit shoot fight. Backstage with his best friend against the EVPs of his company, he was eating fucking tater tots or something, sitting next to the owner of the company, and he was basically burying the company. He buried Adam Page. He buried the EVPs. As champion. All, as champion. As a champion that night, and they had Jesus. to basically do a complete reset afterwards. Vince Steps Down is probably the answer. Mm-hmm. But for my money, the CM Punk thing was more salacious in terms of uh, me checking the news and piquing my interest as a wrestling fan. And for that reason, I am voting CM Punk scrum slash the elite as my vote. Jason. Damn. 
I mean, Cody leaving AEW, when Cody left AEW... That was a big deal. We thought that was a huge fucking deal. That was we a big were, we came deal. on the podcast and we were like, there's no way he's leaving. I don't think he's leaving. That's got to be a rumor, right? No, he's, he's no way he's leaving. God, 2022 then, has just been so much shit. It's the greatest wrestling year of all time. <laughs> At least for us. There's plenty for us to talk about. Um... I, I think you just talked me into it. I really think you just talked me into it. Um, Vince, like you said, and, and we've always, and we've been talking about it. This is what we said. We've been doing this since 17. Vince been doing some wild ass shit since 17. You know, we just kind of been waiting to see when the, the fucking hammer was going to come down. Nobody saw this shit coming. Nobody. Nobody. I didn't even know this was happening until like hours later, and all of a sudden I'm seeing CM Punk, you know, you know, trending on Twitter. I'm like, well, let's check this shit out. What the fuck is this? And that we have spent so much time on it to the point where Bill was like, I don't, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. We'll talk about Vince all the time. You know, Vince is an easy target. Easy target. We can talk about Vince all the time. It's just, you know, it's so fun to punch Vince. CM Punk was just different. To see where he came from, coming back, taking back over, you know, being this, you know, one of the headline guys. And then watching, when I watch this circus unfold, I'm like, God damn, this is so fucking I had crazy. To, I had to Tony replace the unprofessional bullshit <laughs> for, for the... Uh, they brought a couple beefers with them. But... It was such unprofessional bullshit. It was with the owner of the company sitting next to him and not so what's, saying what's a word. I agree with you. It's CM Punk, oh, Scrum, the yeah. Elite, the whole shebang. Vince was supposed to yeah. happen like 10 years ago, and it didn't. We just happened to see this one, you know, in 2022. But nobody saw this CM is, Punk this coming. Is like, this is like when Shakespeare in Love won the Oscar over Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a real, this is a real upset. You no, you talked me into it. furiously eating a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. He's like, I'm old. I'm tired. I work with fucking children, and, like, Tom Hanks is sitting next to him like, what? <laughs> okay. I just I also want to point out this, because this is a really weird one that it, it might not have won in a different year, but it, it definitely happened, and everybody forgot about it because so much shit happened about after it. In last year's Shane, Royal, Shane in, is a no, really no, no, good one. No, in last year's Royal Rumble, Mickey James entered the Royal Rumble yeah. wearing the Impact, Impact World Champions Champion. Yeah. And that is... Came out to her hardcore country, the whole shebang. That is fucking strange. It, <sighs> I, and I know that's not, that's not a scandal, but that is, like, kind of newsworthy, right? It, it's newsworthy in just in the sense of how... It was just how, something I remember the other well, day. Oh, yeah, but it's new, to me it's newsworthy in the sense of how Vince was just chopping motherfuckers down and now it came to Royal Rumble time and you want to have 30 women out there and it's like okay now what oh shit we don't have th- we don't have 30 women on our roster to go we can bring back you know A, B, C and D and it still ain't gonna add up to 30 they did a business move that made sense for both sides everybody won alright so Triple H fucking definitely to win that one what'd you say that you say Stephanie? Triple H booking Stephanie to win this year. <laughs> That's why she resigned. <laughs> she getting healed up for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, don't look at me. He made the joke. We do have it. Go ahead. 
They brought a couple He's heating up. With them. That's it. See, there you go. See, see, you're over waiting for me. Just do your thing, man. All right, so let's talk about the NJPW match of the year. So. Don't look at me. I didn't look. I didn't see your votes, obviously, but. Uh, All the ones that I, I, I are on the I, list I, I can agree with. I put down three. Or Zach put down three, and I agreed with them all. And then I put down another one that I remember being really good. Oddly enough, they all have Osprey in them. So Shocker. It's, it's Okada, Osprey in the G1 final. Okada, Osprey in Wrestle Kingdom. Shingo, Osprey in the G1, which was not the final. Or Naido, Osprey at Autumn Battle. <laughs> or it's a battle autumn. It's uh, excuse me. It's it's battle on them. It doesn't matter. Um, go ahead, Jason. I know you. I know you got a lot of shit to say. No, I, no. I, I, honestly, I don't. Um, to me, Will Ospreay has just been amazing all year long, and I'm not expecting him to get a lot of love here. But for me, he's been just consistent as a a top performer. Just top matches, you know. Especially if you watch. And JPW, like I do, his backstage uh, comments just hitting the point. All that being said, I'm going to go with the G1 uh, Climax fin- final with him versus Okada. Everything on the line. Okada is the final boss when it comes to Will Ospreay. They are um, what they were, I should say, uh, chaos members. It feels like it's Big Brother Okada versus Little Brother and Will Ospreay. The only win that Will Ospreay has over Okada is a tainted one. So ultimately, I think this is just going to be a big picture um, scenario for Will Ospreay. For just for this scenario, if I had to pick one, that's the one. Will Ospreay just looks amazing all the time, and Okada just steps up to the plate. I think with all with all the chips in the middle. It's it's hard for me to go away from the, the greatest wrestler in New Japan versus maybe the guy that's going to usurp him, but time will tell. Tubir, what you got? I absolutely have that match. I watched all of those matches in the last week of the year just uh, preparing for the beefers, which is besides just actively doing the show, one of my favorite parts of the beefers is revisiting all of these moments. Man. I absolutely this this match was just head and shoulders above um, the other ones, which were also phenomenal. Uh, Will Ospreay was the greatest storyteller of 2022 mm-hmm. uh, as far as like in ring performance, and um, yeah, just the way that they executed this. I mean, the Wrestle Kingdom match was a different match. They were both you know big matches, but uh, the Wrestle Kingdom match was like that Tokyo Dome style match. Uh, and I mean, the G1 climax is a huge match, but just the storytelling that they initiated where, uh, Osprey was pulling out all of the stops and he had essentially studied all the people who had previously beat Okada and was trying to use all of right. their moves on him. Right. And, um, I thought for sure that it was Osprey's year. And that's the beauty of this long-term New Japan storytelling, whenever it works is they, drag they string you along and they have to you watch this person struggle and watching osprey walk to the back like in tears barely able to stand as okada stands in the ring 
you know, relishing in his G1 climax, which is just another accolade right. in a, a very storied career. And Osprey's out here, not even just doing it in New Japan, but he's out there having the best matches anybody's doing all over the fucking world. And maybe, just maybe, that's why he can't, uh, you know, get to that level and he can't beat Okada besides their history and in chaos and stuff. Just really phenomenal uh, storytelling. And uh, this was even beats out, which is maybe the last two years. It's always been a Shingo Osprey. Shingo Osprey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> hang on. But that, I mean, that, that so, was good. Wait, so I just got back. What'd you guys take? We both took um, Osprey uh, Okada in the, uh, the G1 final. Okay, so I did some research today. Mm-hmm. I watched the last 10 minutes of each one of these matches. <laughs> Real thorough shit. That's journalism shit right there, boy. I also watched two other matches okay. that, that we'll talk about later. Okay. But I Did watched, you watch those the last 10 minutes, too? No, I watched the entire thing. Okay. All right. Just just want to put that they out there for the record. Aren't, they aren't like porn videos. Like I mean, there's this like setup, That's journalism. And story, and, you know, he's just a money shot guy. Hey. Like, I just give me, give me them. Hey, Zach, how many wrestling matches did you watch today? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he going to earn this motherfucking war tonight. <laughs> Unmolested. Nobody's even hitting that. Yeah, thing. right. Both stops. stops. He is saying, no, it's All great. Right. Go ahead. And I want to say that the, uh, I think that the, the Shingo Osprey last 10 minutes and the Okada Osprey. Wrestle Kingdom last 10 minutes are the best out of these four. I remember liking the G1 final a lot, but I think that I have to go Shingo Osprey in the G1. And that's that's just personal. I know that everybody all over the world is picking Okada Osprey in the G1 final. I'm going Shingo Osprey. No problem with that. Zero. Nope, not at all. <laughs> that is a dope-ass match. And the, Zero problem with it. And the Naido Osprey last 10 minutes ain't nothing to sneeze at either. I know. I because know. watching those motherfuckers try to uh, just keep keep countering the Destino, Dino, yeah. it, it's really something. Okay, so that is, and, and the people had what you guys had, uh, 50% of the vote was Okada Osprey, 29 was Okada Osprey Wrestle Kingdom, 17 was Shingo Osprey and 4% was Naito Osprey. I'm guessing that wasn't you, Jason. Um, no, I, you know me. I'll say I don't vote number one to number two. You guys had basically got the matches that I had on my list, so we're good. All right, so let's move on. This is the Bayford. Two, the most hated wrestler of the year. <laughs> I put. I didn't tell you guys about this one. Okay, that's. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I put. I put four, or I put three people on here with other. Please comment, and we did get a comment. I did see that comment. So we had Yano, Punk, Cena, and other. Please comment. I mean, come on, man. Damn. <laughs> so, who's your most hated wrestler of the year, Jason? Uh, of the list. What was, what was the co- What was the other comment? Will Osprey. Will Osprey. <laughs> No, there, there's, there's a gentleman who block. There, there, there's a gentleman who voted and he commented three times 
Two of them were Fuck Osprey, and the other one was Will Osprey. When asking when the most hater wrestler of the year was. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Matt. <laughs> oh, you good, know him? Yeah, that's good guy, bad guy. <laughs> I saw that shit was like, I'm at work, yeah. like, okay, Matt's a good hot. Um, hey, good for him. Yeah, good. That's the great part about wrestling and life in general. It's all personal preference. I ain't mad at nobody. I have a irrational hatred for Yano, so obviously that's why that came on the list. Neither here nor there. Of the list given, to me, it's hands down. It's CM Punk. I have spent way too much time bitching about this motherfucker. We've been talking about his dog, his cat, his wife, his motherfucking mother-in-law that we don't even know. It's so much just... When you call Cole Cabana's mom... Come on. CM Punk's mother-in-law? Come on. You're saying something different. Come on. You you, you went that more so to my point. <laughs> That's that, not what you were talking about? No, 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 no. I'm No, I agree with you. That whole press conference went from wrestling to, well, fuck it. I'm going to take my shots on any would, and everybody. Would Punk be your vote if these weren't the choices? Or do you have somebody else? We, well, we... That would, that's, no, I made this one up at the last minute. Probably it's, it's a safe bet. It's We just spent, at least I spent way too much energy just running him I down. I almost put Carl Anderson on here. Uh, even more, Punk, Punk uh, jumped into the crowd after winning God, the title. That really bothered you. Yeah, and I ran him down for that. Oh, yeah, you keep running them down for that. Look, you uh, keep, you put it on the tee. I'll swing at that motherfucker. <laughs> Zach, who's your, who's your uh, pick? It's CM Punk. I hope all the bad things in life happen to Mm-mm. Punk, only to Punk. Mm-mm. Come Sorry. on, man. Damn. Now, if you excuse me, I gotta go home and put some water in uh, Cole Cabana's mom's dish. You ain't <laughs> shit. God damn. Come on, baby. Uh, what vote, the fuck? My vote is always <laughs> and will always be John Cena. <laughs> Come on, man! No, nah, you got to get that man a little credit. Always my vote. You got to get that me. a little credit. <laughs> Come find me, prototype. About to say, there's more than that. About to say, you know, um, the master of thugonomics. Um, oh, he didn't even watch it when he was good. Oh, Jesus, that was that's the only John Cena gimmick that I like. Oh, he's such a cheese ball, dude. Just such a cheese. Can, can we not give John Cena a little credit? No, oh no. Actually, I want to get. I want you to give it's John like Cena a little credit. He's a tertiary character on the new Hawaii Five O or some shit. No, like, get the fuck up out of here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crew Phil, cut. Fucking stolen valor land. from real military. You fucking loser. Oh, Sharif. I'm sorry. I, I, I want to. Re- I can't remember what you were going to tell me, but. Let me stay in. I'm going to be in the Marine 5. Oh, Super 5, right, guys? You ain't nah, shit, dude. fucking kill you. John, look, as much as I don't like John Cena for totality, for the, no, when he had the, no, when he had the U.S. Oh, U.S. title open challenge, that's some of the best matches we've seen John Cena ever have. And one of the biggest knocks against, against John Cena is the fact that he can't wrestle. He, it's just, you know, it's the five, you know, moves of doom. Him and fuck, and AJ Styles, uh, one of the best fucking rivalries we've seen in, in WWE in a hot minute. You, you ever, can, as much as look, as much as you want to run down you ever John seen Cena. The, you ever seen the movie Crank? Yes, I have. It wasn't good on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting up. 
Fuck you. <laughs> neither, Go ahead. Neither is he. Go ahead. Man. All right, let's keep it moving. Hold on, hold on. I feel, like, I feel like if Bill was a Make-A-Wish kid, he'd just wish for Cena just so he could say, you fucking suck. <laughs> and on my last breath, I say, you fucking suck, Cena. All right. He's heating up. They brought a couple beefers with them. So, the turn of the year. Uh, this was kind of a slow year for the turn of the year because there were no that I that I could remember. Shit. Massive face heel turns, but the choices were Rollins and this was my my this is my entry on there. Rollins is slow, slow turn, turn where he became a face and you didn't even know it until he was a face and you were right. like, "Hold on. Oh, what the fuck?" Uh Punk turns on AEW or the fans turn on Punk. What's your turn of the year, Jason? For me, it's one that's not even on the list. And Please. That's the other. Please comment. Well, then I'll go with other. I'm going with Dom turning on his daddy. Oh, that's and, good. That's good. And that has been a running storyline ever since. That's good. I've been calling it. Everybody's like, oh, you know, you're crazy. And now all of a sudden, they're fighting at Thanksgiving. They're fighting at Christmas. You know, Dom's getting arrested. You know, I'm not going to make it in jail. He comes back out in 2023 looking like a fucking G. You can't tell me. He looks and, like he looks like Shane Vendrell is saying very racist <laughs> shit to him as he holds a gun against his head. <laughs> I'll say it on the camera, motherfucker. Okay. He's like, oh, you the Los Mags? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's bad. I want to go back and watch The Shield right now just because you said that rolls. shit. That's it's the best. Yeah, top five series of all time. I don't care what nobody says. Easily. Dom turns on his daddy for me is turn of the year. I agree with you. A lot. It's not a great year of turns, but for That's me, good. this was the one. It was at Ca- Clash of the Castle. Big ass pop. And that's usually what you want to see is because it's like, oh, you didn't see it coming or it's just so that's impactful. A great answer. I'll go with Dom versus Ray. What you got, Zach? That was probably the best real answer. The only one that I threw up there, and I still think I'm going to pick it, is the fans turning on punk. Because, dude, we went from people crying in Chicago to just absolute vitriol. Like, people were like, I never liked him. Fuck that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was it was very, very quick. And a lot of fun. Yeah, it was I a mean, lot of fun. I, I mean, damn, dog, about- you show your ass. I mean, you know. Whoop that trick. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, he was showing his ass. At that point, you know, you, you, you get what you get. See, that's why it's such an unbelievable story to me, though. Like, it was so odd. Like, even in the odd world of professional wrestling, right. it was one of the fucking weirdest things that's ever happened. Never, more, I would have never seen it coming. See, to me, that's way weirder than a billionaire losing his money because he tried, like, the fuck. I know. Trust. We've we seen that shit. Food. Yeah, yeah. Look, that goes back to the age of time. I was going to say, uh, uh, when we were talking about Vince, Vince Did you reminds just say Young Poon? No, it goes back to the age of time. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I just say young. Yeah. <laughs> Vince reminds me of, and I'm going to show my age for 30 seconds. 
Dynasty was one of my favorite fucking shows back as a kid. My mom used to make me watch that shit, and I got into the shit. He reminds me of, like, Blake Carrington or, like, J.R. Ewing. He's that dude. He, he, he was like, you can't kill this motherfucker. He's the cockroach in the room. You stomp on him, he still gets away. That is the oldest thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the truth. I'm and 43, the truth. and that is, I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> And it's the truth. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Did he just yeah, reference that shit. <laughs> Yes, I oh, did. Yeah, he did. And Dynasty, goddamn it. Both 80 shit. Wow. All right, so. <laughs> Here, what's next? You ready? Yes. They brought a couple He's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the middle finger. You fucked that up. That's you. They brought a couple He's heating up. With them. I, that was right on the edge. They brought a He's couple heating up. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I'll He's give heating you. up. Because <laughs> right. the fact that Bo can stomp on it and it can happen. So, so yeah, let's that's go a- with the Roman Reigns beefer, a.k.a. <laughs> Promo of the year. Uh, the fact that we dated for, Roman Reigns is promo the, of the year is funny. For those of you that are new to the Beefers, we call it the Roman Reigns promo of the year because we used to talk about how terrible of a promo <laughs> Roman Reigns was. And then right after that, he won two years in a row the Beefer for promo of the year. The one where he stood there and didn't say anything after he beat Undertaker and they just booed for 12 minutes, that one promo of the year. The other one was... When he came back from having cancer, <laughs> wasn't that it? Yes, but you, your reaction to it? <laughs> oh my! What I do? Oh, you were just like, oh fuck, Roman Reigns. That motherfucker ain't shit. <laughs> I mean, you ran Roman Reigns down. I'm like, dude, he's got cancer. I don't give a fuck. No, I didn't do that. Okay. All right. Uh, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Bill all right. at all. So, <laughs> the Roman Reigns beefer, a.k.a. promo of the year. God love Roman Reigns. Yeah, God. right. I mean, now he's he brings so much joy. <laughs> Make a wish guy. <laughs> yeah. Make a wish guy. A.k.a. promo of the year is MJF slash Regal. MJF pipe bomb. I think you guys remember that one. The Moxley post scrum. Or Hangman Page's workers' rights promo. We got one comment on this, and it said, where are the WWE's promo? Or where are the WWE promos? And I didn't comment back to the dude, but I wanted to be like, none of them were that good. There are some script writers' fucking portfolio. That's yeah. where they are. I think that Seth Rollins had a good year of promos. I think Seth Rollins is really good. I think that... Uh, MVP probably had a good year of promos. It, okay, but is there I, a promo that sticks out? I'll, I'll, no, no, no. Actually, of course not. no. Actually, Cody, Cody's yes. return, yes. like his Monday night. You motherfucker! You Sorry. shot me in the ass. Would Jake. you? Would you put that against any or above any of these four? I, I think it needs to be on the list just for the fact that Cody comes back. So, he, what's your vote? I mean, for me, it's Jay White, but it's not even on the list. I was going to put that one on the list. <laughs> to me, when Jay White wins the title at Dominion, and he's like, you know, remember. this is the reason why AEW exists, because yeah. I'm the guy. Ooh, that's good. Blah, 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 blah. Now, that being said, for the list, I'm I'm going back to Punk once again. I mean, as much as I don't like Punk, he has that... He's it. 
he's a factor. Well, he's a lightning rod. He is. Okay, better choice words. Better choice words. No other way to describe it. Either you like him or you don't, but he keeps focus on him and the people around him. I'm not even in this like, scenario. I don't even like him or don't. Like I'm completely torn between the two at all times. I'm way more leaning towards I hate him right now. But man, he's he's giving me a lot of joy. I, I like finally him. understand probably what my wife feels about me when I think about CM <laughs> Punk. <laughs> the same way. <laughs> I mean, really, is there yeah. any? Is there a better description of love? <laughs> <laughs> right, I started laughing this shit. <laughs> no, guys, yeah, no, I was yeah, joking. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big that's ass joke. I was talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't love him at all. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> no, I, no, I'll just say this. <laughs> If CM Punk goes away and he comes back, I think that if he wants to come back to AEW or WWE or whatever, that's the road he has to go. He has to go away for a little bit, my and vote, we have to forget about him. My vote is MJF Regal. That was that was the one I marked out on the most. That was the one I think I watched like four times. I kept it DVR'd so I could keep going back and watching it, and I would like rip a bowl or rip a hit late at night. Rip a hip. Rip a rip. Okay. Talking and about I, me, I, you know, you, I, you're, I, you're ripping the hip. I would, dude, you talked about Dynasty. You talked about Dynasty. Hey, man, look, I could talk about Dynasty and work, you know, 12 hours on my feet and, and not have a problem with it. You talking about breaking hips over here. Who's old? What I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Get what I was saying. What's he, uh, shit. Oh, I was talking about the promo between MJF and Regal. It fucking ruled, man. Regal was so good in that promo because MJF acted all hard, and then Regal came back even harder and, like, just fucking crushed him. That was an incredible promo that led to an incredible fucking uh, angle that ended up just running straight into the fucking river and drowning itself when Regal left. Okay, that's on my turn of the year. Okay, fair enough. I have to have it as number two of my turn of the year, but all right. But what's your, what's your promo of the year? To, to me, for the Jay one, White. Yeah. okay. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Uh, I gotta be the the. I'm not gonna be a tiebreaker. I'm just gonna continue the split because as good as the MJF Regal promo was, I really loved the pipe bomb from MJF. I loved the work shoot nature of it when it was happening. I marked out because I had no idea whether this was actually a work or not. And then he said, fire me, you fucking Mark. And um, that was, it's not on my list of mark out moments of the year, but uh, it, in retrospect, it probably should have been. So, Jason, because Zach and I both have MJF promos, we'll ask you to be the tiebreaker. Hmm. MJF Regal or MJF Pipe Bomb? Between the two, it's, it's it, to me, it's MJF Regal. I mean, yes! it, I, Fuck it, yeah. I, I, I like the Pipe Bomb. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I feel the same way as as you did as I watched it unfold. But long-term storyline, it sets up Regal turning on Mox, then MJF turning on Regal. It's a bit. And it was really fucking good. It, as much as I really wanted to vote the right. other way, it makes more sense this way. At fair least for me. Fair enough. I got to keep this shit moving because 
Your wife's getting pissed. No, no, no. That's not it. <laughs> we're high now, and I saved all the good ones for last, and we're going to have to talk about a lot of these for a long time. And, I mean, we got a bunch to go. Okay, never mind. Tag Team of the Year, FTR, Briscoes, Usos, Acclaimed. Who you got? I'm taking FTR. That's the obvious pick. Anybody who takes anybody else outside of sentimentality for Jay Briscoe should have their vote ripped away. Go wow. ahead, Jason. Um, yeah, I think this is probably going to be another of the unanimous votes for us. FTR has been the tag team of the year. They've wrestled anybody, everybody, anywhere, and at every and everywhere. Um, Usos, I think, to, like, and I said it last week and weeks before that. Uh, if FTR is number one, Usos to me is number two. Uh, Aussie Open should get some love in this uh, episode. Acclaimed is probably the the team that's going to win this this time next year. But for me, it's it's FTR. You just you don't get. <laughs> That's for the Phoenix uh, Phoenix Flash podcast. Um, Bishimon gets a little love, but nowhere near to where we're talking about FTR. Bishimon gets you know the love from FTR because the fact that they held the three championships. So for me, it's it's not even a talk. It's a slam dunk. It's FTR. It's not even close. Usos for me. If I had to go with it, it's me. FTR one. Usos two. Probably uh, Aussie Open three. Uh, I got FTR. I I, I I like my rights just right where they are. I don't want them stripped away. <laughs> it's FTR. And Easy. It's it's a, it's a no brainer. I uh, Briscoe's came in second. Uh, that might have something to do with a little bit of sentimentality because this is after Jay Briscoe passed away. But if that's sentimental, then so fuck be it. it. Be sentimental. Uh, because the They rest- also gave the best tag team of the year, as far as accolades go, the best matches they had all year. So Okay, well, we'll come to that right now. Uh, Uso's got 16%. Acclaim got 4%. FTR got 56%. So we'll go with the... Run away. We'll go with the uh, the tag team match of the year, just to follow up on it. And uh, uh, so I made a couple edits to this, but FTR, Briscoes, the dog collar match, the double dog collar match. FTR, the Briscoes, two out of three falls, which was their second match, which was at Death Before Dishonor, I believe. First one was at Supercard of Honor. Second one was at Death Before Dishonor. Third one was at Final Battle. Sounds right. Uh, FTR versus Aussie Open, which got 0%, which was an incredible match. <laughs> like a fucking... That's insane. I know. And then Uso Street Profits at Money in the Bank uh, got 3%. That was a really good match, too. But FTR Briscoe's Dog Collar and FTR Briscoe's 2 out of 3 Falls got 97% of the the votes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I have have FTR Briscoe's Dog Collars, uh, and the people had two at 65%. Uh, This was one of the matches I rewatched in full today. I rewatched the entire thing at Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Eight thirty in the morning when I got to work today. <laughs> I just set up. Nothing. I set up my iPhone right there, and oh, I got my shit. job rebuds now. And I just turned that match on, and like I was typing stuff, and I was just watching them bleed, and I was typing stuff. By the way, <laughs> by the way, when I found out that Jay Briscoe died the other night, I, it was intermission at the Fox Theater, and I bought my wife tickets to go see Les Mis. So my wife, myself, and my wife's sister 
went to the Fox, and during intermission, you get to check your phone, you know, because you're not supposed to have it on during the show. And I look at it, it's like Jay Briscoe died. And I guarantee you I was the only person in the Fox Theater in St. Louis that night that spent the entire second act of Les Mis <laughs> thinking about Jay Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah, that's probably a very safe bet. I just bet. couldn't stop thinking about him. I was like, oh, fuck, that really fucking sucks. sucks. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Anyway. That I was that little five-minute text thread we had. I have FTR Briscoe's, yeah. I have FTR Briscoe's dog collar at 65%. That's also my vote. Jason, what do you got? I said I always liked the first one the best because the first one had finality to it. Um, two out of three always feels like you have a third fall, and it's not a knock against the match itself. The match was good, but you just knew where it was going to end. The third, the dog collar match, it's just so crazy to me where now you have Brody Lee's last match is a dog collar match. Unfortunately, Jay Briscoe's match is now the last match that I think we know of is what a dog a match, collar match, though. and it's – it was a, it's the finality of a of a series of matches that I thought we would never see. I'm going with Briscoe's MTR dog collar match. I've watched that match three times now, and for for a tag team match that's a double dog collar match where one guy is tied to one guy, so you're not even working with the other guys. But even when they have the spots in the middle where they're crossing over and like they're yanking each other and shit, like that is. It's just not a match you see very often. No. And the fact that and they I, pulled the, it off. I, I don't think I've – well, I've never seen a double dog collar match. That I don't match, think I've ever have. That match is wild, yeah. man. Like, it'll the spots. Go, it will go down in the annals as one of the great tag team matches of all time. Yeah. without uh, Even even if Jay really Briscoe, God forbid, yes, didn't e- die. Even if he hadn't died. I think yes. it still would be totally agree. One of those where it in is, a single it is spot and badass, and it doesn't. Ha- it's not a spot fest, but man, they got some spots in there. There, yeah, fucking for badass. a single match, I think it would stand up against any other tag team match. Zach, what do you got? Yeah, hands down, it was that match. It there are not a lot of matches that I watched twice over the course of any year just because of the sheer volume of wrestling that we have to cover and to enjoy. And when you rewatch something and revisit something, it's for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that purpose was pure enjoyment. And I purely enjoyed this match. I think it was leagues above uh, anything else. Hold on. Did you hear Zach say to cover? He's a journalist. <laughs> Y'all journalists, man. I ain't no journalist, dog. He said the amount of wrestling that we... No, no, no. He goes, the amount of wrestling that there is, and then we have to cover That's journalism, no, baby. That's, that's y'all, man. I ain't it's no like, journalist, It's man. like the movie Spotlight. <laughs> y'all dragging me into this it's motherfucker. like all the president's men. Kicking and screaming. You a journalist. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I ain't no journalist, man. like the man. movie Spotlight, but I'm one of the priests. <laughs> Somebody, somebody kicked the ground. He's Thank you. Up. Somebody kicked the ground. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love you, Zach. That's Jesus amazing. <laughs> this is why I'm glad I don't have. I'm not Catholic by any stretch of imagination. All Go right. ahead. Okay. All right. So I know what I'm saving for last, uh, but what I'd like to talk about now is the. Female Wrestler of the Year, which is Jamie Hayter, 
Bianca Belair, Shuri, or Mandy Rose. I put in there as a goof, but who actually got a vote? Uh, Zach, who you got? That vote uh, subscribes to her OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> I I had uh, Shuri, and I will stick with that because she's just a phenomenal talent, and she was in she was half of one of the best wrestle best wrestling matches that I saw all year, and she held the belt for the year in the in the preeminent women's wrestling promotion in the entire world and the second most popular promotion in Japan. It's not only the, the most popular and, and best women's promotion. It's just like, it's like the second best wrestling promotion in Japan, which has like the best wrestling in the world. So it's cheery. So, uh, my vote is for Bianca Belair. I know that Jamie Hayter is massively over and I think that's great for her. And I think that Jamie Hayter is really cool. But I think that Bianca Belair is basically otherworldly. I don't think that anybody... I think that she is like... She's basically like half uh, Britt Baker and half Jade Cargill. Like, she is like the total package. Uh, so I'll give Bianca Belair... This is starting to sound kind of horny. But like, <laughs> I'll give Bianca Belair 42%. Uh, she gets 42% but she's my vote. Um, my second place vote would probably be, if there was a most improved wrestler, it would be Mandy Rose. This is getting way too horny. <laughs> so, like, uh, so I, I, you know, I guess I'll take uh, Shuri, whatever, you know. Okay, so that, <laughs> that takes me off the hook. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. As much as I love Shuri and... She's a badass. No, I'll, my vote's for Bianca Belair. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, then never mind. I'm back on the hook. Um, fuck. Um, Jesus Christ. Bianca's had an amazing year. No question about it. Um, Becky Bailey, I'll give you that. I just, I'm sorry. This is a homer pick, and I'm, and just call it for what it is. For me, the the person that I was going to pick for women's wrestler of the year is not even on the list. Not even going to talk about it. We've ran down Bill enough. I will agree. I will go with Shuri as women's wrestler of the year. Who? who, who? Uh, I was going with uh, Saya Kamatini. Um, she's been the women's. Um, She's been the white belt wrestler of the, of uh, stardom, so that's basically their mid-card championship. She's held it for the calendar year. She's getting ready to challenge to beat the most consecutive uh, defenses for the white belt here in, like, February 4th, neither here nor there. If you're going year to year, that to me— Is anybody willing to change their vote? No, to I, find it, out who the who the actual beefer is. No, I, I would go with Shuri. She she ran the table up to Julia, and Julia just beat her. I have no problem with that. She ran it for a calendar year. She just couldn't get it to three sixty six, where Saya Comitini got to three sixty six and moving forward. No problem with Shuri. I'll pick Shuri. They brought a couple He's heating up. with them. <laughs> Not your fault. All right. So we got the AEW match of the year, which is Punk versus MJF at Revolution, United Empire versus Death Triangle, 
Death Triangle versus the Elite Falls Count Anywhere, which just happened in December. That was my vote. Sorry, that's that's my vote. That's that's the vote. Uh, the only other option, I guess, could be. Nah, I'm sure we're missing something. <laughs> match. I mean, we're not year, counting. We're not year, counting for Bendor. No, 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 no. I'm just. I'm just trying to see where my match of the year is to see if there's... Because Osprey, Orange Cassidy was better than all of these. Um, I threw out Jonah versus Okada just as, you know, something that was... No, we're talking AEW. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, AEW match of the year. What? Jonah no. Okada, you want to return to that, huh? No, no, I'm sorry. That was mark out moment of the year. I apologize. Oh. Sorry, man. You got a big guy jumping off the fucking ropes. Zach, who you got? Well, there's a joke with that. There was like, there was something. Oh, upset. It was the upset. Upset. Yeah. Up. Let's not. Let's <laughs> not go back. To it. Uh, we forgot. We we did yeah, upset of the year. Upset of the we year. Didn't do, we didn't do shower match of the year. Either, so. <laughs> that's that's my bad. I'm sorry, that's, man. That's Zach's bad, too. So. No, I'm we, sorry. We should yeah. both have thought of the shower match of the year. I'm sorry, man. Look, I had to get. I had to go to work. Shit. You got four <laughs> hours. You know, I can. I know where I need to go to the right. shower for this you one. got? Death Triangle? Uh, me? Uh, yeah, Death Triangle versus the Elite oh, yeah. Falls Count Anywhere. Uh, United, uh, United Empire That's versus... It. That's it. Yeah. The Falls Count Anywhere. The Falls Count Anywhere. Where yeah. Kenny does the one-wing angel off the scaffolding and... Uh, Homeboy taps. Yeah, they did the dual, the dual finish. Yeah. There's got to be a pay per view match we're forgetting about. Yeah, let's go. Well, I mean, we just talked about the dog collar match. You know, there's so many good ones, but I, maybe it's a little recency bias. But yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, um, you could you could run down the pay per view matches, but I feel like that was like the pinnacle before the, the Escalera and Taylor Mertes. Uh, that we saw this year. There's not a, a Mox match. Stop trying to speak Spanish, dude. <laughs> there's not a Mox match that I think that is that supersedes this. There's not uh, Punk and MJF is to me is is like a vote for it just because we we had this amazing run and end up in the dog collar match and the dog collar match was really fucking good. Um, the other got three percent. Please comment. No comments. None. No. Uh, so Death Triangle versus uh, the Elite falls kind of anywhere. I'm fine with that. All right, let's go to. Hold on a second. Did we do? We did female wrestler of the year. Let's do the male wrestler of the year. These are your finalists. We got. Uh, we have one vote for somebody that's off. The uh, top four list, and it was Josh Alexander, and it was from our friend High Five Tom. As well, it should be shit. So we got uh, Reigns, Moxley, Osprey, Vikingo. My vote is for Will Osprey. <laughs> he had. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. What were you expecting? Oh, you were expecting Vikingo? Yes. No. no. <laughs> it's for Will Osprey. Will Osprey had. Will Osprey is having a run for the ages. They will talk about this run for years and years to come. Uh, he put on the four best New Japan matches this year. He might have put on 
the six best New Japan matches this year, if you really think about it, because we're not even talking about his G1, which was unbelievable. Uh, my vote's for Osprey, and I don't think it's – well, I mean – Well, it's arguable. Yeah, it's arguable. Make an argument. There, there's two or three. Uh, my vote's for Osprey, Jason. I was going in with Will Ospreay. It's on my list. I believe he is my number one. Yes, he is. He's my number one guy. I have him at one, Roman Reigns two, Mox at three, Speedball representing Impact at number four. Um, for me, All right, Ospreay, Ospreay, Reigns, Moxley, Bikingo. <laughs> Not a surprise. Um, for me, Will Ospreay is just everything you can ask for as a wrestler, especially just for me personally. I I value more so what you do in ring versus outside the ring. I mean, not for nothing. He just had the match of the year for 2023 already. <laughs> look, look, I was about to say, we what, 20 days in? Let's just see what happens. Do I agree with you? Absolutely. It's it's a hard, high ball, to, hard, hard, high bar to go over. Let's see what happens. Dude was e doing shit in front of clap crowds. Even, okay. Like putting on. Even more so to my point. Yep. The four that are on the. It's like FTR. The common denominator for match of the year is FTR. The common denominator for match or the, the uh, tag team match of the year is FTR. The common denominator for just match of the year, male match of the year, is Will Ospreay. It's for it's going to be hard for me not to agree with you on this one. For me, it's Will Ospreay, hands down. Zach, Will Ospreay, no question. We are unanimous. Okay, uh, that's our first unanimous of the is, night, right? Second, no. Right? Oh, FTR, FTR, no. yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, so Easy. it seems a, a little obvious because I think of it the same way you guys do. The same for PWI. This is like, who gives me the good shit? Like, who gives me that shit that I need to jack right into my fucking veins? Like, the whole reason <laughs> yep. that I watch okay. wrestling, no, and it's no. Will Ospreay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there, ain't, there, there ain't no arguing. All right, we only have two categories. Or no, I'm sorry. We have three categories left. And so, the one that we're going to tackle now is the WWE Match of the Year. The finalists were Cody versus Seth at Hell in a Cell, Sheamus versus Gunther at Clash at the Castle, Cody versus Seth at WrestleMania, and Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Zach, you get to go first here. Uh, so... This is funny because my initial kind of response was like, because most sensational was like Cody Seth and, and both of them. Uh, the, the torn pack situation is the most memorable. But then Cody coming out at WrestleMania, getting that pop, and then also the, then just the mania putting match. on like. The Mania match is better. Yeah, it's a better, better match. And just yes. like putting on like match of the night, legitimate five star. Yeah. And then, you know, it was phenomenal. But then I think about what overachieved, which whenever we said, like, Gunther, Sheamus, we're like, that's probably going to be good. And then I'm, like, there, uh, like, watching, like, in the middle of the day on a Saturday. Like, oh, yeah. Said, so you're, like, you're, like, folding laundry. Just and a, you're just, just like. Just a fucking afternoon pay-per-view. Nothing so better. nice. <laughs> nothing better. It's like. Uh, I think I was folding laundry, too. 
Yeah, it's just lovely. It's like the and and also uh, just overachieved, and it was just big, meaty men slapping meat. And uh, man, I just love those kinds of matches. Uh, so I'm giving it to Gunther Sheamus. Jason, so you got Cody Seth Hell in the Cell, mm-hmm. Sheamus Gunther Clash at the Castle, right? Cody Seth at Mania, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Who you got? All great picks. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, now you're making me think. My knee-jerk reaction was going into it. I had Cody. Um, I'm sorry. I had a, a lot of these guys. Cody and Seth for Hell in a Cell. I had Sheamus and uh, Gunther for Clash the Castle. I think Clash the Castle just doesn't get a lot of credit for what it was as a pay-per-view. It's the first time they've been over in Europe in 20-plus years, give or take. Crowd was hot. I think this match delivered. It's. I'm just going to stick to it. I'm. Just, I'm sticking to my guns. Don't get me wrong. Cody and Seth was great just because you had Cody clearly injured coming into that match and delivering an amazing performance. But for me, I'm a guy that likes to go from start to finish. The crowd. The European crowd was hot. I'm glad they're getting the the money in the bank for 2023 this year. Um, I'm going with uh, uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Sheamus versus Gunther as WWE Match of the Year. (laughs) It was like... I wish it was the remix. Your boy just fucked that shit up. <laughs> so this ended up being like the hardest vote for me when I was thinking about it because Cody Seth Hell in a Cell has the spectacle of the torn pack, right? And he 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 just looks so, no. He he wrestled he a great so match fucking, with a, with one arm. He looks so fucking gnarly. Sheamus versus Gunther Clash of the Castle. I remember looking forward to it. And obviously, I am a Walter slash Gunther Mark. Uh, he has won two matches of the year as my beefers uh, over the five years that we've done it before, which is Six. something. Um, Cody versus Seth at Mania. That was my favorite part of the entire weekend, and that includes Stone Cold, who's my dude. But Cody versus Seth fucking ruled. And Logan Paul Don't versus Roman Reigns, I remember exactly where I was. I'll never forget it because I was in Columbia. I went and saw uh, Mizzou barely lose to Kentucky. And then me and my brother uh, partied. Shaky Jake? Yeah. and um, <laughs> Good thing this isn't a, a visual medium. <laughs> it's, it's not a medium, but we were up. What I'm trying to say is that we were up late. And uh, – I was like, hey, let me give you my Peacock password. I want to see what happened with Logan Paul and Rowan Reigns today. And me and my brother sat there, and my brother doesn't watch wrestling with me. And he was like, this Logan Paul dude fucking rules. He's like, look at this idiot. He's like, just look at him. Uh, So I have very fond memories of that. I watched the last 10 minutes of four matches today. I watched two full matches. One of them was the Briscoes versus FDR and the Dog Collar. The other one was Sheamus versus Gunther at Clash in the Castle. I think that this is actually my match of the year. <laughs> like overall. Overall. I think that if you take the four matches that we talked about, Vikingo versus Phoenix, Sheamus versus Gunther. Um, Osprey Okada. Osprey Okada and Death Triangle 
versus uh, the Elite. I think that this is my favorite match. Okay. <laughs> it is It is so much fun and so different than the way that you think about, like, a great 23-minute match these days. Like, you don't think about, like, two dudes just beating the fuck out of each other for 23 minutes. And it was so different than everything, but, man, they made it so compelling. And also, you can never, you can never overestimate how good a great crowd is. And that was a great crowd. And it They makes, were ready for that shit. I was oh my God. so <laughs> Like much. you said, perfect in the middle of the afternoon. I was like, okay, so I got my shit fun. ironed. I'm ready to go. Just do this shit. I'm ready to run right. out the door so as soon as it's over. Vote, if you had to vote for your favorite match of the year overall, what would you do? Jesus. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I watch way also, too much it, wrestling. I don't think I said that for our promo of the year that it was tied on Twitter also. Did I say that? You did that. The MJF and Regal and MJF Pipe Bomb both ended up at 40%, and that was the one that we had the hardest time coming up with also. So, something to think about. Very interesting. The beefers just causing motherfucking controversy left and right. <laughs> yeah. They brought a couple He's hitting up. <laughs> that was you. That was you. This is the beefer. Okay. They brought a couple He's hitting up. Okay, that wasn't you. All right, so we got our last one tonight, the la- the the best one, uh, and it's the markout moment of the year. So, your mileage may, may vary on these. Uh, I, I'm sure there are ones that we forgot about, but I feel like the ones that are on here, and then we have one more. Sorry, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. But the, uh, the markout moment of the year, it's Stone Cold at WrestleMania which actually lasted over two nights and included the Vince Stunner. Cody Cody wrestles injured, Bray Wyatt returns, or Brock Lesnar with the tractor at SummerSlam? The crazy part about it is, for me, all are a very, you know, nominatable moments for me, it was Cody coming back at WrestleMania. I knew we were you were still going to see it, but to actually see it, something different. Now, that being said, the list that we have, say it again. Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Check. Cody wrestles injured. Uh, Bray Wyatt returns. And Brock with the tractor. To me, it's... All it, WWE, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go for motherfuckers that crying that we ain't talking about WWE. Um for me, it's Cody. I mean, when he opened up his shirt, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, ju- just for the record, like, I think that Regal and MJF, that promo, to me, that was probably the markout moment of the of I have the year. that on my list as the number four. Cody, WrestleMania 1, but uh, Jonah Okada 2, Speedball calling out for three, the and reason, then that the, for four. The reason I don't put it as the markout moment of the year is because it's part of a promo you know like these these other things like i'm not sure that you can uh put them in any other type of category where it's stone cold at wrestlemania i mean just stone cold being around is and it was so much fun like they just stone cold is such so in his groove he just knows that he has to go out there talk a bunch of shit stun him but he actually had a match with kevin owens it was cool cody wrestles injured i don't know what else you would call it except for match of the year Bray Wyatt returns. There's no return of the year uh, beefer. 
and Brock with the tractor at SummerSlam. So, I mean, to me, there are moments that are more markout moments, but these are things that are kind of... Uh, they stand out. They stand out, and they, they don't have... They're uncategorizable. <laughs> okay, I mean, look. So what's your? You said Cody return to WrestleMania. What's yours, Zach? No, I, for oh, the list. Sorry. Okay. For the list mm-hmm. that you're giving me. Mm-hmm. Well, Cody wrestles injured is not at WrestleMania. Cody wrestles. No, Cody wrestling injured. I will pick that. Okay. I, I totally agree with that. I have no problem with that. Zach, what do you got? Uh, Stone Cold at WrestleMania. It was just like I was just uh, back. You know, in Southern Illinois, making trying to make real tree cool again. He's heating up. <laughs> There's nothing like. I don't even know why that's funny. <laughs> There's nothing like watching. Never done it. Nothing like seeing like just being just sitting there in your recliner, and then all of a sudden, Stone Cold comes, and you're just high enough, and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. And, like, you just lean back into it, and Stone Cold <laughs> just starts stunning motherfuckers. God, it was the best. It's Stone Cold WrestleMania. It did not win the beefer amongst the people. Who won? Cody wrestles injured. Got yep. 40%. Yeah. Stone Cold at WrestleMania got 37%. Ray, okay, close. Bray Wyatt returns got 19%. That's it? I guess that's how many burners he has. And then, <laughs> uh, you ain't shit. <laughs> Come on, man. People is going ape shit over that. And then how many uh, burners? Brock, Brock with the tractor at SummerSlam got four percent. Okay. Uh, so we only have one left. Hold on a second. They brought a couple. He's <laughs> that wasn't you. This is the okay. Beaver. That was okay. You're Hold good on. on that. Let let him say it. This is the beefer. They brought a couple beefers with them. So we only got one left, and this was a new one this year too. And I put <laughs> the uh, most hated BFR podcaster of the year. So there were three choices. There was Bill. <laughs> right. There was JCB, and there was two beer. Uh, I say somebody that we don't know. This we got we got twenty. Spot. We got twenty write-ins. 20 write-ins. Yeah, with others. Jesus. Uh, 17 were from Murray and three were Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, Murray won. Right. <laughs> you ain't shit. Hey, I can't Murray, to, I love I you, brother. Don't listen, to <laughs> Don't listen to this man. You're all good. Uh, Bill got 47%, which is a lot. <laughs> Two beer got thirty seven percent, which I was super surprised at. And when I showed my wife it I showed my wife this tonight at dinner, she goes, Why does everybody hate Zach? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's cool. <laughs> Jason thought he was gonna come in first, but he came in dead last with sixteen percent. JCB, you are the baby face. Look, I say the, the man I, from ringside podcast. Look, I say the least offensive shit. So I mean <laughs> to me that's a low bar as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I just want to offer my best wishes to all the haters and losers on this special day. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. (laughs) That's great. Okay, so I didn't do any research this week except for all this work that I did here uh, about the beefers. So I don't have any birthdays this week. I will say that uh, we appreciate you guys. 
Oh, that works. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> we appreciate you guys uh, checking out the podcast. Listen to us voting uh, on the Beavers. This was so much fun. Oh We're Jason Gardner, Isabel for advice for Murray the Merman, Murray for Baker and Pat for the podcast that they don't do anymore. Check for my wife, for my kids. Check check. Uh, R.I.P. to my uncle Don Moxley. He was a real one. I loved check. him. Uh, for who else am I missing? Two beers, Zach Pullman. Nice. I didn't say two beers, Zach Pullman. Never. Oh, for him too. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Who the heel? Beefers with them. Okay. <laughs>